Water Banter. Boom, and we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. That's right. we got a great show lined up for you in the studio this evening. we got Ocean Springs head football coach, uh, Coach Jake Bramlin in the studio. We're going to be talking about, what, all things football, man, high school football. Uh, season kicked off last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So it shows yeah, how much weeks? I know. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into that. But before we do, uh, we're going to thank the people that keep the lights on for us over here. Right out of the gate, Dr. Robbie Williams uh, over at Southern Magnolia Smiles, man. They are located in Ocean Springs right there off of Washington Avenue. You can look them up on the socials at Southern Magnolia Smiles on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, 2023 is the year to keep your mouth clean. So give them a call. Book that appointment, man. Tell them that we sent you. Uh, give them a shout, 228-215-1202. Our buddy uh, Tyler over at Taylor & Cox Law Firm. Nailed it, it that time. Uh, it. They've been practicing law over in Pascagoula for over 30 years. Um uh, Come highly recommended in their field, man. If you find yourself in need for legal representation for any reason, give them a shout at 228-696-0111. We've had Tyler and Calvin on the show before. Great guys from the community. They've represented people for all types of different things, even some outdoor-related stuff. Uh, Calvin talked to us about pretty cool stuff. So uh, they specialize in criminal law, family law, and civil litigation defense. Um, and they also sponsored us for the uh, Brownwater Banter app. So if you don't have that, go download it now. We appreciate their support on that as well. Our buddy Rocky over at Cedar Swamp with two locations now, one in Gaucher and one in Gulfport. He's got all of your outdoor apparel tackle covered. Rods, reels, baits, shirts, hats, Brownwater hats, anything you can think of for a day outside, Rocky can, uh, can, he can do it for you. Give him a shout as well uh, at 228-205-3964, or you can look him up on Facebook, it's uh, C, the number two, and then Swamp. That's C to Swamp. Uh, he's slinging kayaks out of his Gulfport store. Uh, he's expanding, doing a lot of stuff, man. He always supports the local events, so we're happy to have him as a part of the show. Our buddy Kendrick over at Forever Young Men and Women's Health. Uh, if you're feeling like a big turd, like lethargic, you can't get off the couch, uh, you don't have the energy that you feel like you used to have, allow, go over to uh, Forever Young uh, Men and Women's Health and let them do some lab work on it, on you and uh, put your hands or put your care in the hands of a professional. Kendra, can, uh, he specializes in hormone replacement therapy. He can do it for men and women, uh, so that's a unique thing, so go check that out. Look back if you want to to the episode that we did, and he can break it down for you all the way. So uh, scroll back up. Uh, in, in the episodes, like I said, we had him on. It was a good one, too. You can give him a call at 228-363-6623. And uh, Randy Bosarge, he is your District 5 Jackson County Supervisor. He did he, it again. Yeah, he did it again. He pulled it off. He uh, decided to stick with us after election season and uh, continue to support the show, so we appreciate him. Um, I just saw him on the news the other day talking about the work that's being done right here on Exit 50, right you know where yeah. Joey and I live. And uh, he was giving them the rundown, you know, everybody's... Uh, Good luck. Yeah, not people are not happy about the progress, but man, there's no way to, to improve stuff without having to deal with that a little bit. So thanks to uh, Randy for, for sticking with us, and, and we appreciate it. So that's it, Joey, unless I missed anybody. That's it, brother. That's Let's it. rock and roll. All right, so where do we where do we want to kick this one off? We're in week two of the season. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Well, last year we brought on a new guy. So we had Ty in here from St. Martin, and then yep. we had uh, Josh in here from Diarville. So a new guy, uh, not, on, not a new guy to the coast, but a new head coach guy from the coast yes so uh tell us a little bit where you came from and how you got over to ocean springs way well i'm originally from brandon mississippi um born and raised there after that went to college at arkansas monticello so got out of state for a little bit and coming back marcus bulls gave me my first job over at pedal uh 
I like that place, Pedal. Yeah, yeah interestingly, my man. my uncle gave him his first job at Florence, so it's it kind of a family favor. Yeah, gave me my first job when I came out, and went on to Clinton from there. Was there for three years, uh, Madison Central, then Newton County, then past Christiane, and then was the offense coordinator at Ocean Springs the last three years. Damn, you made a little bit of a tour, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> really quickly in nine years. So yeah, uh, there's a lot of moving around, but you know, got to where I need to be. So uh, enjoy the coast. I've been down here for four years now, and uh, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Never thought I'd live down here. Uh, yeah. Always been a freshwater guy. Reservoir is the only thing I've ever done or deer hunting. That's it. And then coming down here, I just kind of lost a little bit as to what I needed to do. And then got with some guys. They taught me how to at least try to catch a couple redfish, a couple speckled trout <laughs> yeah. down there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're loving it down here. My wife loves it down here. And we don't we don't want to go anywhere else. Well, so that's good to hear. We, we've, we found a great – or I found a great job. We found a great place to live. So that's, this is this is where we want to be for a while. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to somebody from, like, the Flowood area, and then uh, Madison's the real uppity one, right? Yes. Yeah, they were from there and uh, talking about – I was like, I, I lived in Hattiesburg. I was like, it just didn't have enough water for me. And they mentioned the reservoirs and all that stuff. I'm like, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's but it, nice. It ain't it's just, just different. It's just different, it's and different. it's not the Gulf of Mexico, but I, I'm biased. So. It, it's a lot – to me, it felt like a big piece of water just because that's what I'd always been around. It, but, it is, too, though. Yeah. I mean, it is a big piece of water. And now you go back up there hand grabbing crappie fishing maybe do a little largemouth bass fishing that's about it and yeah then, and then if you want to go skiing or anything else just don't wear anything white because it won't ever be the same color that's again. right so that's, that's right. an old brown yeah. water yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, old right brown that's like water. the chutica bluff i mean i love fishing in air too fly fishing for for uh brim and stuff it's it's yeah. fun stuff it's just different it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, you different. recently got your boat huh couldn't stand it yeah <laughs> yeah i finally got a boat I've, I've had one my entire life leading up until coming down here and then moved down here and don't have one for four years mainly because i don't know what i'm doing down here <laughs> And then uh, daughter got to be two years old. We're like, all right, well, we can get her on the boat now. Let's go. Let's go find one. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant again. So, a blessing and a curse. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, see, I got well. I, that it worked opposite on me. I bought a boat when we got pregnant. It was goodbye boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What'd you What'd you get? What'd you get? Uh, Key West uh, two hundred three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into the hounds. So last year, uh, I guess you, you were the offensive guy, right? Yes. Uh, you were the OC yes. last year for? For the last three years, I've been the offense coordinator and then um, <clears throat> obviously catch the, catch the head job in February. Yeah, so you come off of having the, the best athlete in the state of Mississippi, oh, 6A, yeah. and now we jump to 7A. Uh, probably last year was Kate calling an offense with him, I would guess, right? Uh, he made my job very easy. Right. Um, you know, obvi obviously people game plan just to stop him. So, you, ha you have those wrinkles you got to go through on Sundays, just making sure that you can find different ways to get him out in space. But uh, j as a three-year starter and then as good of an athlete as he was, it was it was very simple. He understood the offense. He understood what we were trying to do. He could – he could stop the offense at any point if he knew something didn't look right, look back to the sideline, get another play call if he knew something wasn't right. And that's that's where people underestimate him a lot was they, they thought it was all wheels and arm, but a lot of it was his brain. And we'd be rolling tempo down the field, and at any point in time, if something didn't look right or he knew that it wasn't something I was wanting to see, mm -hmm. he'd stop it right there, look back to the sideline, get something else, which is something that's very hard to replace is just the experience part of it. Yeah. But then replacing the athlete too, and that's – 
been telling news crews for the last three months you don't replace that type of an athlete one right. person there's 22 people's got to replace him so yeah. yeah dang yeah and then we bump up from uh well, he, he's at alabama he's at alabama yeah, yeah he's, at alabama. he's alabama. corner now right he's, he's right? a safety yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know who i was talking to about that only reason i even know that is yeah. we was talking to somebody somebody's talking about it this past week and got some snaps last week in special teams um and then they had two safeties go down after the first game so he, he's fighting for some playing time this that's coming good. up week that's good it just goes to show you the level of talent, though. Somebody oh, like yeah. star like him here, you know, locally, and and it's not a small school. Ocean Springs not a small school. No, you go to Alabama, and it's like you, you know you swim playing with the big boys. No, it was a player of the year in Mississippi at the highest level for two straight years, and right, you know, you're go you're going there, and you're going to be sitting behind people because there's that good athletes there, That's crazy. or in any SEC school in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we jump to this year. We get out of six A, jump into seven A. Now you take over the reins, missing that guy, but still running the offense, right? Yes. So you got to. You got to put somebody in his spot, but continue doing what y'all have been doing at Ocean Springs. Yeah, and that that's been it's been difficult, but at the same time, we got a guy in that position that uh, is a very smart kid. He he's very uh, stable. He he know he knows the offense. He's been Brady's backup for the last two years, and he's done a very good job in it. He's always he's always studied film as it, as if he was a starter. And uh, moving moving into the season, we're very comfortable with him being back there. But some things have to change a little bit because. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you build an offense around a dynamic athlete that is going to carry the team with his feet and then with his arm as well. To a kid who who's very athletic and he can move, but is going to be more reliant on his arm and his decision making than it is his feet. So, I go up to Madison the first game. Um, he's a little little shaky, just uh, first start, and mm -hmm. it's against a perennial powerhouse at their place, and that that place is rocking pretty good. Um, second half, he really settled in, got going, and then the next game, I mean, really took off, kind of got his feet underneath him, and you know, I had to change a few things uh, decision making wise for him to kind of complement his abilities a little bit better. But uh, I'm I'm very excited about this year, as, as good as our defense is, and then with him coming along the way he he has, and the other weapons around him. On what class is he? He's going to be a senior. He's going to be a senior yes. this year. Okay, yep. okay, I got you. Yep. So he's so you go to Madison Central first game. It's yes. in a way. Who scheduled that? You scheduled that. They, the schedule was made last year, uh, right? No, uh, most of the schedule was made last year. I had two games to fill once I got the job, which was last week's game against Scotlandville and then our homecoming game against Natchez. So Madison, um, the first game, our third game against Northwest, and picking in our fifth game was already set. I got you. Yeah, went up there to Madison, played them tight, played yeah. and and. and lost on some kind of crazy trickery that I ain't never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know we don't want to bring that up. It's tough oh, loss or anything like that. Yeah, well, tell us what happened. Was at it the a end. trick play or something? It was at what Y'all had to leave with like a minute and 30 seconds left? Yes. Uh, so, uh, start out the game, went up 7 to nothing first drive. They come out their second offensive possession, tied it up 7-7. to seven. We ended up going into halftime. Uh, we were down 10-7. to seven. They kicked a field goal with about two or three minutes left in the half. And – uh it was a defensive defensive battle. I mean, our defense was great. Their defense was really good. Uh, offense started picking it up in the second half, started moving the ball pretty well, and uh, went down and scored with two minutes left in the game. And our defense has been playing phenomenal, just lights yeah. out the entire game. Uh, they get the ball back, two plays. They throw an interception. We got the ball with about a minute 30, minute 40 left in the game. Uh, they stop us uh, three and out us right there. We had the – Pun out of our own end zone. I just made the call. We're up. We're up fourteen to ten at that point. <clears throat> our defense been playing really right, solid. Right. We're kicking out of the back of our own end zone, and uh, we decided to take a safety right there, and then kick off and make them play the field. And just defense been playing really well, and we did that and 
kicked off. They got the ball to minus 35 to start, the, uh, start their drive and completed one ball over the middle, got to about the 50, and I, we kind of settled in with about, I think it's 38 seconds left in the game. Quarterback gets out of the pocket and hits a kid down there at the 10-yard line, make the tackle. Damn. They sprint the field goal unit out, go to kick the field goal, call a timeout right before he kicks it, come back out. He kicks it, makes it. We're off sides, which is fine. I told the guy beforehand, if you jump the snap, it's okay. High school, yeah, rule, rocket, right, high yeah. school rules favor you, so they got to kick it again. Right, right. And uh, come back out, get a – thought we got a piece of the ball. Officials say we didn't. That's, you know, neither here nor there. You can't really tell on film. But right. uh guy bangs it off the upright. Thought we win the game and uh, get a rough and kick. Oh. So, oh, that's why you thought you got the ball to yeah. not have to because you hit the kicker yeah, too. We, yeah, we, we, we thought we got a piece of the ball, but they said yeah. we didn't. And I mean, it was it was you know yeah. within a fraction of a, a fraction of an inch and uh, goes back out there for his third field goal and kicks it, makes it, and that's ball we had game. Three, three, yep. He had three attempts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Now yeah. uh, you know, but we we played a really good game. I thought our offense could have done a little bit better, but you know, go going under a new quarterback and yeah. a couple of new pieces here and there. You know, there there are things we fixed. Then come out the next week and uh, score forty two points in the first half. So yeah, y'all destroyed the um, Louisiana team. Yes. Yeah, y'all yeah. put it on them pretty good. Is there a, a I know a lot of people those warm up games at the beginning of it they want to you know kind of pass some stats and put some you yeah. know kind of starting off matter central is pretty legit man. Yeah, did, I mean, did you that, do that? Y'all 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 yeah, would I mean, you like that, to do that? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's intentional. Um, so you know. For the last decade, decade and a half, uh, the coast hasn't made it very far in the playoffs at the highest level or at the six A level. What's now the seven A level, right? And that was that was part of our mindset is we really have to beat this first part of the schedule up so that we can prepare ourselves for what's to come later on in the season. And the last three years, we've done it with Clinton and Hattiesburg, and then you know transitioned to new contracts and you know, get Madison Northwest who are two teams that are always yeah. in the playoffs, and then Picayune, who's a, a class level below us, but they're they're good enough to play with anybody anybody in the state. So right. that's uh, they'll be a big test for us as well. And it's not you know it's something that obviously you want to win all your games. I mean you don't you never want to loss, but it's things that you can learn from later sure. uh, immediately afterwards. And I, you know our team picked up. I I was very worried about our guys. This group of seniors have never had to practice after a loss before. They, they've never lost a regular season game. Yeah. So, the only time they've ever lost is at the very end of the season. I was, I was really worried come Monday. It's like, how are these guys going to respond? <laughs> they ain't even going to know the dude. They yeah. don't even show up to practice. Uh, yeah. uh, be, best practice we've had <clears throat> since I've been down here. Yeah. Kind of humbling? Yeah, humbling. Um, pressure uh, relief maybe, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's pressure relief, but, you know, like our defensive guys, I told those guys, I mean, we got nine, nine, ten seniors on defense on, on a regular basis on the field. And – we're going to have to lean on those guys. I mean, where you're replacing a guy like Bray Hubbard at quarterback and then your offense just figuring out where it is, we're really going to lean on you seniors on defense to get it done. And yeah. that's where I came to them on Monday. And it's like, I told you we're going to lean on you. Hopefully we don't have to lean on you that much that often, mm -hmm. but there may come a time where we need you to hold somebody to seven because we're only going to be able to score 10 against somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's, uh, they understand what's to come <coughs> and what's expected of them and really lock back into – all right, we're really, really good on defense, but we have the opportunity to be great. So yeah. just taking that step forward in the week and then go going week to week and making sure every rip counts, every practice counts, you know, typical coach speak stuff. Right, right, right. But those guys are kind of taking it to heart at this point. That's good. I, I watched that untold of uh, Tebow 
and, and the gator season. Oh, I don't know if you seen, yeah, 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 yeah. That, was, that was awesome. And that's what I say, pressure relief, because I was thinking about they were so wound up about a perfect season yeah. that whole entire year that it, they all said it ruined the year for them. You know, it's yeah. game one. I know you don't, yeah. you don't have a perfect season, but uh, it, it was really interesting to see that and how it affected those guys. You know, so sometimes taking a loss, like you said, nobody wants one, but it can kind of make you yeah. hungry. It, you don't have to worry about, like, again, you know, game one still. But perfect season, you know, you just get out there and fight again. Get, yeah. Learn yeah. what we did wrong and build on it. Yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate to be a part of a couple of teams that have had that type of success and uh the 2016 clinton team i coached for was is the same feeling as we're we're eight no we're riding high we got the best player in the country on our team everybody expects you to win the state championship and anything less than that you, yeah you, you did you a poor, yeah. poor job at that point we lose game nine to warren central and it was just a wake-up call to everybody it's like all right well that's done with right, don't worry right. about the perfect season right. You know you can be beat. Now let's move forward, and uh, they did that and won every game from there out. So you know you have a little bit of that pressure relief. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I mean nobody nobody's thinking about ten and zero now. Now it's just all right. Yeah. We got to be there on December first at the end it. of the year. That's yeah. it. That's it. Are you still the OC? Are you? Are you got somebody as the OC? I hired Tracy Lampley as my offensive coordinator. He was a okay. uh, uh, all American at Southern Miss. Uh, he's great with the kids. A great receivers coach and. I'm, I'm teaching him how I like to see things, how I like to call plays. So okay. I'm still calling it right now, but he's got All a right. lot of input and a lot of input in the game plan. Is it any different this year knowing that last year you were offensive heavy guy, I mean offensive heavy team, switch to this year, your your defense is – you're going to have to ride your defense. Your defense yeah. is going to win games for you. Is that different oh, yeah. across the board? Hey, it's different. It's tough because I'm an offensive-minded guy yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. And then – my first year as a head coach, I'm leaning on defense like, you know, it, it's not something that you're comfortable with. I mean, right. I've, I've never been that way as a play caller. And then my first year as a head coach and a play caller, I'm like, all right, guys, I need y'all to stop them every time. Mm -hmm. oh, they can't score. Uh, you know, we, we got to get this offense going, and it will go. Just give them, give them a couple games, get it going, and – uh, you know, it's it, it's something different, but that's the reason I hired the defense coordinator that I hired. He's one, he's been a defense coordinator and won at the highest level state championships, and then he's been a head coach too. And when I hired him, I was like, "You were the head coach of my defense, yeah." And I want I want you to act as if that, and then I'll come in at the end and make make sure everything everything's polished off and good. And he's he's done a great job, uh, great job game planning, great job putting people in the right positions, and uh, coming in with a bunch of new kids, especially new kids that have been successful under other people, and then and then making them the way they are under him, just been phenomenal. His name's Chase Carmody, by the way. He was the head coach yeah. past Christian that I hired, and uh, he's done a phenomenal job. Now you know, then transition to calling plays and being a head coach too. That's probably been the most difficult part because usually in between play series, it's I'm not even watching I'm what defense does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at my iPad. I'm going through my call sheet, making those adjustments. Now I'm having to make those adjustments really quickly, and then be back on defense side just to make sure they don't need anything from me on the sideline. So, somebody that's way outside in here, how does that work with the defensive coordinator and you as the head coach when it's the defense is on the field? What's the dynamic there? Uh, it's it's his show when the defense is on the field. Now I I can flip over on my headset. I can listen in. I can talk. I can I can do what I need to do. If I need some or if I want something done, I can throw it in his ear, and then he'll find his way to make it get done. But uh, it's you know it, it's it's his about, it's his show. You yeah, just kind of just it's his show. I'm just I just keep my thumb on it. Right, you know, right, just right, ma right. Making sure that there's something it, you don't see. 
obvious that yeah. maybe he's missing for yeah, something. Yeah, and that being an offensive-minded guy, obviously he hates hearing. I mean, if if they give up a long touchdown on uh, – a guy got locked up on a fade ball or something. I'm like over here. Like, let's guys, let's not do that again. Maybe, you know, <laughs> make, making sure that doesn't happen. But oh, uh, you know, thanks, coach. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thank, appreciate thanks for you. your input. Yeah, we yeah, really yeah, appreciate but, that. Uh, How do I turn him off in this thing? Yeah, How do I yeah, turn him off? Yeah, somebody exactly. mute the head. <laughs> yeah, that's why everybody's got different channels they can go to and talk to somebody else. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's his show, and then. If if I see something from an offensive mind standpoint and be like, look, this is what I think they're going to do right here. Obviously, he takes heed to that because, uh, I mean, you know, we we think differently. I mean, he he's thinking stop, 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 and I'm just looking for weaknesses the whole time. So, right. Uh, it it's it, it's a great thing to have. It, it, people look at you on the sideline, they see how you react to things, and they're like, man, y'all, y'all must really not like each other. And it's not like that at all. It's just the way you talk to each other in the moment. But it's uh, war, oh, baby, yeah, yeah. Right, war, yeah. yeah. War. yeah. We'll hug later. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and then I guess you can pay attention to, like, clock stuff, right, strategy yeah. management of the and, game and all that. And that, that's my job now. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, the adjustment you have to make from being a coordinator and the things that you don't realize as a coordinator. Luckily, I've had enough people to talk to. It's like, all right, when you're ready to be a head coach, you need to make sure you're thinking about these things. And right. The, you know, just the different little details you got to think about that you're not thinking about when you're a play caller you're just sitting there and it's like all right i got my chess match i'm playing well now yeah. you're playing a huge chess match yeah, yeah and that was my biggest concern going into the season was you got both sides yep yeah, making sure making sure i'm studied up on clock management when when can i do this when can i do that how much how much time can i burn off before i spend a time out right here and still be effective so mm-hmm. and you know it's a lot of difference but it's the same point just making your chess game bigger which you know if you want to keep growing you always need to make it a little bit bigger yeah. and uh, make it a little more experience in there so well, since we brought that up, what's the big, what's been the biggest learning curve as an HC? Uh, it, it's dealing with both sides. I mean, just what we've been talking Talk, about yeah. is dealing with both sides of the ball and not being able to go sit down with my quarterback for five, eight minutes while defense is on the field and be able mm-hmm. to talk him through some things. Now, obviously, it comes back on me. i got to hire great guys to be yeah, able to you do that trust for me. Yeah. And they, they have done that. They've been phenomenal with it. Um, you know, the the Madison game, I learned a lot from that game being my first real game. We had a jamboree. We had a spring game. But those don't really correlate to being in the heat of the moment, especially against mm-hmm. a team like that. And I learned a lot from that game as far as how do I need to spend my time on the sideline. And, uh, you know, my defensive coaches, more credit to them because I t- went to them after week one. I was like, look, I need at least three minutes whenever offense comes off the field so I can just talk to my quarterback for a second and make sure he's all good. He's seeing the same things I'm seeing, so we're on the same page. And they're like, Coach, we got it. You know, you don't have to be there the entire time. You know, yeah. if we need a timeout. Keep your headset on so we can holler at you and yeah. you come run off. But other than that, it's been it's been smooth, but that, that's been the biggest learning curve is my time management in between offensive series and how I'm going to use that uh, helping defense or helping the guys that are on the sideline at that point. What what's the process like to 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 hire a head coach at this level? It, you know, obviously you had a, a, a resume, you, you yeah. listed it all off there, but you and you went through this too, right? Like, how did the, who makes the decision? And, and well, is, it, usually, is it an interview it, process? It, it's, it's usually, I mean, it depends it, on the districts, but it's usually the AD, uh, the, the principal of the school, and then maybe a school board member or something like that. I don't know how it yeah. is at Ocean Springs. It's usually AD. And in uh, principle, but it's then, an actual. I mean, sit you down, interview. Oh yeah, they yeah. usually bring in three to five candidates, whatever it is, and yeah. you, I mean, you go ahead and. So our, ours was very interesting because at the time we had superintendent on the way out, mm-hmm. athletic director retired, head coach out, um, kind of a 
uh, it was a leaderless ship there for a little yeah, bit. Now yeah. we had we had people within the district who really took the reins of it and kept it moving forward. So it, it, it was an interesting time. Where, well, we're going to hire a superintendent first. We're going to hire an AD <laughs> first. We're going to hire a head coach first. Well, they made the decision wisely, I believe, of hiring a head coach first, just so you don't have a hundred kids that are sitting there like, who's my head coach going to be yeah. for uh, moving moving forward? So the school board took the reins. Uh, a couple people in the central office took the reins. Let's, Let's go forward with this. Uh, in my interview process, it was we had a couple of administrators in there, a school board member, a couple of people worked in central office and throughout the district who had been there a little while. And I think they brought in seven or eight uh, different interviewees for for the position. And because that was a hot job. Yeah. Who who was the football mind in, in all those people you just listed? Well, it's, it's usually the AD, right? But he wasn't there. He wasn't right? there. That's what so you have to there. go off the principal. Yeah. Now I got Keith Carter. Yeah. So, oh, oh, uh, Keith Carter. So, so he's well, in there now. The Iberville native over there. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, Principal Stowe, uh, Dr. Stowe now, uh, was a walk-on at Mississippi State, so he has a football background. There he's you co- go. He's coached that's, football yeah. before. And then uh, a former uh, board member, Brad Patano, knows a good bit about football, and he, he had yeah. – he'd, Okay. He'd been been around the block at least a time or two in Ocean Springs, so he, he was in on the interview process as well. And I would say those are probably your two football minds that were in there, and just you know making sure right. th- those X's and O's were there. And yeah. but I mean, I mean, all the interviews I've been on, and maybe you've been in it the same way. I mean, you're not really going to have somebody who's going to say, "All right, give me your offensive scheme." You know what I'm saying? You're no, not going to have it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not okay. going to say, "What are you going to do in this situation?" It's just like. Hey, what's you know? How, tell me how you're going to run your practices. What are you going to do with booster clubs? Uh, okay, the administrative kind yeah, of administrative. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's going to be the one who delegates all that out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, most of your head coaching interviews now are going to be uh, more based on how uh, the culture you're bringing to the program and how you're going to do things within the program and within the school district as well. And then you know, then you're uh, when I'm hiring a when I'm hiring a coach, an offense coordinator, defense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, whatever. That's when you get kind of more into the X's and O's stuff. Bolts. I got you. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. 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 Just go in so, there. So how has Ocean Springs been? I mean, Ocean Springs is, is – when we when we played against Ocean Springs, 2001-ish, when my wife went there, yeah. Jared and played football, Ocean Springs was terrible. They were god-awful. They've had up and down. They had, But it seems like in the past 10 years, five or six – Somewhere out in there, Ocean Springs has been on an uptick. Number one school in the state, a couple years in a row. Academically. Academically, yeah. 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 I mean, been to South State in baseball, been to South State in football. What what do you think has been the difference in that neighborhood? Uh, and your leadership, you always got to go back to your administration and your central office leadership because you can only go as far as, the, as they're going to help you or as they're going to let you go. And our central office, our uh, superintendent, the new superintendent, he is – He's all all hands on deck, academics, athletics, everything. He, like, he, want, he wants everything to succeed, and that's going to be a big part of whether a school district, you know, just kind of stays even keel or whether they go on upward trajectory is what resources they can provide you to do that. And I mean, especially football, uh, it takes a lot of money to run a successful football program, and Correct. it takes a lot of resources to run a successful football program. And if your administration's not bought into that, then it's going to be very tough for you to get anything done. Especially, I mean, at the seven A level, you can't just line up and hit a sled every day and expect to be successful with the amount of coaching that's out there. That's become good coaching now. The trickle down effect from college. You have to have the money to be able to hire good coaches. You have to be able to keep them there, and that that's the hardest part. Is once you get good coaches, 
being able to afford to keep them there right and then set them up in the classroom where they're not uh teaching seven periods of uh, history or science or whatever yeah, every day they need to be they, they need to have their planning block too so that they can come in and focus on football and, right i mean it is becoming a big business for schools yeah uh, the football programs are and if you want to be successful you got to play the keep up game or you got to try to stay ahead of everybody so that, that's what we're trying to get to is we're trying to get to a point where we're now ahead and you know we, we've called up now we got to make that jump to move forward. Yeah. So is high school like uh, college in the sense that there that it makes money for their school, the revenue? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's the, yeah. Football is usually the biggest one. So there's yeah. a return on investment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got your big three. You got football, basketball, and baseball. And football you, is usually but prof, the yeah. pro- profits for the school. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Football is usually your your most profitable. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, it's your only profitable one. Uh-huh. Um, basketball usually does okay because it's not as expensive to run a basketball program. You don't have to. You don't have to buy all the equipment. You don't have to pay for the field maintenance. I mean, you got to keep up with the court every seven to eight years. But right. It's not the not the same expense. So right. you make a little bit of money off that, and then depending on how your baseball program is, you'll make some money there. A little but, bit, yeah. Uh, I mean, usually uh, all of your profits are usually coming from football. At least it makes a makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ocean Springs went out and switched sides when they do that. That was You're two or three years ago. Away, home side, uh, home and away. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was 2019. The last, the only time I'd ever coached a game at Ocean Springs was in 2017, and it was still the old way. Right. And then when I come back here in 2020, um, first time I came to see the campus and stadium and everything else, it it, it had switched, and I was. First time I'd so say, you, I think it's 2019. You got big facilities on the home side, I'm guessing. Anything yes. Ocean Springs is usually yeah, pretty extravagant, the, right? The home side's very nice. Uh, and then your away side's still big. It's uh, obviously the old home side. So, I mean, you, you see a bunch of people over there. It's still the concrete bleachers. But, right, right, right. Uh, still very nice. We keep it up we keep it up real nice. You have your own away side press box so those coaches don't have to fight with our radio and everything to have a spot. So Oh, so well, they, they get yeah. their own press box. Yeah, a lot, a lot a of room, sense, a lot of space. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, the facilities in general are nice, and then we're getting a new field house built right now that should be done in December. Is that what's going west? Yes. That's what yes, I just right saw. Right there we, in that corner of the – Yeah, I didn't realize corner. there was a daggum uh, – what's the shake, protein shake uh, – Smoothie King. Smoothie King. And yeah. yeah, there's a Smoothie King right there. And I was like, what is going behind there? I didn't know what it was, but that's y'all's yeah. new field house. Yeah, right? that's new field house. Um, that got put into place, I think, about 20, the end of 2020, first of 2021. Um, plans started going up. Obviously, COVID set it back a little bit. And then uh, the lack of being able to get materials set it back a little bit further. So now it's it fell, it fell in my lap of it's already started and this is what you're getting, which is, is it's great. And we're moving – into something very nice that's going to be top of the line. Uh, and our kids are very excited to be in it, you know, but that'll switch. Then our teams are going to be warming up on different sides, so we're going to have to go out there on the west side and warm up, which we don't you usually walk, do. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is weird. For sure. I guess you just run out of space, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you do, especially tighter, that little really. landlocked spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Partridge said, uh, great job. So, I appreciate that, Jonathan. And that's hard, hard for him to compliment me and Joey. So, And it's probably just because you're from OS is the compliment. Yeah. But we, Ask we do Partridge how many times he beats same word. <laughs> don't, don't get him fired up. We ain't got enough bandwidth on the internet yeah. for him to start well, getting Well, mad. go through your coaches. You, did you did, uh, When you got on, how many coaches? did you keep and how many coaches did you bring in so i uh, only lost one coach um after after pinnick had left i uh, lost a defense coordinator who went, went with him to gulfport so i bring in chase carmody in the defense coordinator position uh tracy lampley is my wide receivers coach the previous year and i gave him a promotion to offense coordinator 
he's still coaching receivers, has an assistant wide receivers coach, so he, he gets a little bit of help right there. Right. I bring in Brody King from uh, – he was at past Christian for one year as well, but he brought him in to do quarterbacks. He played at Jones College in Mississippi State. Uh, his, his dad's been a coach his whole life, so you grow up with a kid – or grow up with a dad who's been a coach. You already got the coaching you mindset. It, yeah. And he, he's been great. Hired the old D.C. from Gulfport, Carlos Dillard. He came over. Uh, he's coaching inside linebackers. And then I promoted Nick Stewart from uh, – eighth grade he's still doing hit eighth grade but he's doing my running backs now oh, and Nick. yeah he's, Nick uh, he's done a great job as well yeah so uh got a really good staff with jail really really well and uh you know just a bu bunch of good guys to hang out with as long as as, as well as work with yeah so, that makes a big difference yeah and that's culture wise it, right like yeah, you talked about a huge difference in your culture and there, there's been very few staffs i've worked with that you know you, you can <laughs> hang out on the weekend you can also come to work you can get the job done and still be good buddies on the side too, and it's it's a rare thing to find with you know twelve, fourteen individuals that live different lifestyles, and we've we found it right now, and it's really working in our favor. Yeah, oh, yeah, a lot of what I see nowadays in high schools, uh, from the schools to the athletics, reminds me of when we were coming up junior college right it's yeah. like to that level now uh so you mentioned like going 6a to 7a that's all community population based correct yeah. the population yeah, yeah population uh, not at the school like, of the school of the school number, so number of, of students that are there correct. okay yep. and what's when 5a was huge when we were in school right or 4a 5a was the biggest we were yes and then they added so five, 6a 5a is a new 7a yeah. uh it, it's just it's the same teams that, or same schools that keep getting bumped up and up and up okay. because the majority of your your bulk is in three to now three to five a at that time two to four a so it's one trying to separate those a little bit so they're not so many teams in one region and then when you get to the very top you're so top heavy you got 24 24 schools with you know 1700 plus kids and then it used to be 32 6a teams those bottom eight may have only had uh, you know a thousand to 1200 so you're working yeah. with four four to five hundred and then at the extreme version a thousand less students Kid. in the top than the top yeah. school so they tried to just make it a little bit even all all throughout it watered it down a little bit i think but only having 24 teams in your top classifications is, is tough. It's tough scheduling other people. It's tough to get people to play you. Uh, and then and then you end up with 16 teams in the playoffs still, so only eight are getting left out. It's just a whole lot of playing each other back and forth. Like Madison and Northwest, high likelihood we see Northwest again in the playoffs after we play them next week. Mm -hmm. And then Madison, you can always run in them in the state championship yeah. just because they're in the north half. So you're having to play teams that you may have to play again now. So you lost uh, seven eight lost Hancock and Gula. Yes. Six eight lost Hancock and Gula. Yeah. Everybody else stayed. So you got what? Uh, you got uh, Oak Springs, Biloxi, Biloxi, St. Martin, Diaberville, Harrison Central, and Gulfport. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's but six. And how six. many? It's four of them go to play. Four of them go. So there yeah. it is. That's yeah. tough, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, not really. You only got beat two teams. <laughs> four. Oh, oh, just out of that. Okay. Four out of the six make the playoffs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, you okay. Got, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got four regions that. that go through Mississippi. And yeah, you'll have four from each region okay. make it, and so and then you'll have three rounds in a state championship. So seven A is the largest ranking um, in the state of Mississippi, though. Yes. Okay, so there's no eight. No. no. Okay. Uh, 
So and and hopefully we don't get to that point. So <laughs> then you'll be getting to Texas, <laughs> yeah. Texas, Louisiana. I think Alabama uh, maybe got an eight, eight, eight. Texas only goes up to five eight, but they have two divisions in each one, so they really have ten classifications. Yeah. So you have a division one five eight and division two five eight. Uh, okay. Uh, it, well, I remember we played a team out of Alabama, and they were seven eight. That's the only time I've ever heard of a seven eight team. Yeah. I never heard any. Is it, is it get yeah, bigger it, than that? Um, I mean, your schools and your schools in Texas are looking at. Your top five A schools are looking at graduating, you know, upwards of eleven hundred kids in a class. To yeah. where we're we're around four thirty to four fifty. Usually in Mississippi, it's it gets around that five hundred mark, and I don't I don't think it'll get much higher than that in Mississippi for the time being, at least. So, I mean, you can you can call five A in Texas and seven A in Mississippi the same thing, but you're still working with probably about half the number of kids at a school. What, like what did we graduate? Two hundred, three hundred? Oh, if that is two yeah, something. I yeah, think. it was terrible. <laughs> but how does that work? I know this is weird to ask, but on a national ranking, when you got a a, a state that's seven A and a state that's five A, does those numbers play any kind of? Yeah, I mean, you you'll have your national rankings that come out. A lot of that's going to be based on you. You have some schools throughout the country that are playing. Uh, a school in California may be playing a top school out of Florida, or just schools right, that right, have right. the means to be able to cross country with the high school team and play. Uh, in Mississippi, you'll you'll get a couple teams every now and again ranked in the top uh, top ten in the country. Most of the time, you have a phenomenal player that's probably a a top ten kid in the country, and then you have your teams like South Panola of old that. Uh, yeah. just, just go on an 85 game winning streak, and then you know, obviously, they're going to be. Uh, I think they have a national championship under their belt, just a uh, yeah. title national championship. So that's going to be a lot based on just year after year after year after year doing the same thing over and over again. That's how Mississippi climbs into that national ranking yeah. is being able to do the same thing over and over. Uh, let's see here. We got a <clears throat> comment that came in. Uh, I'm hoping to say this right. So, uh, are we going to see? Is this shared Whitehead at quarterback? Sherrod. Sherrod. Uh, uh, butcher that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It, it, so Sherrod had a big injury in the spring. Is he's an upcoming or he's a tenth grader now in the spring. He's an upcoming tenth grader. That's a phenomenal athlete. He's got several Division One offers, and uh, yeah, he, he's lightning on his feet. He can he can really move. He can throw the ball well too. Makes pretty good decisions with the football and. You know, it was, a, it was a quarterback battle going all the way through the spring and the week before the spring game. He, he had a pretty good little injury. So, he's, he's been pushed back. They thought it was going to be December before he was 100%. Now it's looking like possibly halfway through the year. So, he, he's, he's doing a good job. He's done great with his therapy. He comes out there and gets his work in there in practice and uh, in the weight room as well. So, I uh, – I'm looking for him to be back. I ain't gonna tell you when, but yeah, um, he'll, he'll come back as an athlete and be really dynamic for us at some point. Yeah, what's the junior high programs looking like? Junior high's looking good. Uh, we got a, a seventh grade team that we don't know a lot about yet because they just haven't played right. uh, played under us at all. So uh, great looking athletes, great looking kids, and that group is kind of a big group. You find a couple linemen in it. Seventh grade group's gonna be just fine. It's gonna be a good mix to go in with our eighth grade group, who's pretty dominant. Um, and it's yeah. crazy, Ocean Springs. You, we go and play on junior high. You got sixty, seventy kids on the sideline. Yeah, man. most of, I, most of the time. I don't understand what changed. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I guess the atmosphere, right? Everything yeah, changed. Well, when you're when you're winning, I was going to say when you're level, winning. Yeah, yeah. The, the kids that are in elementary school and the kids that are in junior high. They want to be out there and be a part of that whenever they get to high school. So that's the culture you have to keep around. You have to continue to win, keep getting kids interested in the program and. You don't you don't lose kids that snowball made, effect. Yeah, because right? you know a seventh eighth grader where one may be a very good athlete and he's going to be a good athlete in high school. There may be a kid who hadn't grown up yet and 
you don't want to lose them early. You mm-hmm. you want them to be a part of a successful program. Yeah. And w- once they get to tenth grade, then we can start developing them. And you, you sometimes you find diamond and rough. We found a couple of them in the last couple of years that we didn't know if they were going to be anything coming through their ninth and tenth grade year. And by the time their eleventh grade year, they blossomed into something great and end up playing college ball somewhere. Oh wow! Yeah. 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 We uh, we've talked about it before, like the the pressure involved in being a head coach at this level. It's 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 pretty significant. Well, it, to me, it's 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 really tough because I don't know how Ocean Springs is, but I know in most seven A programs, when you sign that dial line, your job's on the line. So you have to win. Produce. You yeah. have to produce. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's your livelihood. That's your kids. That's that's your wife. That's your job. Everything like that. So. Explain the pressure of knowing that based on 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. You know what I'm I, I didn't realize that until he started. Yeah, 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 yeah. He started explaining all that to me. I'm like, I'm an outside guy. I don't mind in y'all's world. And I'm like, holy hell. Like, yeah, damn. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's changed a little bit even since when I was in high school. I mean, you know, you get, you get a good football coach in the early 2000s, late 90s. As long as they're a good football coach, you're – you're winning a decent amount. You have your winning seasons here and there. You're going to be fine. Just, you know, keep the ball rolling. Right. And here lately, I mean, like we talked about trickle-down effect from college, it's just uh, everybody's building good programs. We want to be successful, too. We don't want to be the one team or the one school that's really good in academics and really good at baseball, but we can't do anything in football. Well, they they bring you in. They ask you about culture and everything else. Well, it boils down to whether you're going to win games year in and year Correct. out. And they they want a successful football program, and can you put that on the field or not? And that is 100 percent your livelihood. And I mean, we joke about it as coaches all the time. It's like, yep, well, my paycheck depends on a 15 year old and his decision making. So yeah, and, no, that's and, tough. You know, even passive decision making on the field. It's are they going to make good decisions on the weekend and be yeah. there on Monday? Right. And it, it's a it's a tough thing to do, and it's a it's a lot to deal with. But if you let that if you let that pressure build on you, I mean, it it it, it, will, it will overtake you. So mm-hmm. you gotta, I mean, that part of it, the worrying about their decisions, that's got to come from your culture that you're putting in, and then obviously your X's and O's part. We'll 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 figure that out on Monday through Friday. Uh, but the culture you instill, and the, how you get your kids, or how you want your kids to act, and how you expect them to be in the community and outside of football, that's that's the biggest part. Of that. If you get that part settled in, I feel like the rest it, takes a, yeah, yeah. It, t- it takes a lot of pressure off of you when you're trying to go to sleep at night. You're not worried about that. You're just worried about the X and O part that's supposed to be in your brain. That's the buy-in. and the, yeah. like Culture is the, is the top, and then the buy-in, like you say, if they're yeah. winning games, everybody wants to be a part of that. They yeah. don't want to lose that no. opportunity, right? No, absolutely Even though not. kids still do make you know, stupid oh, yeah, and that, That's going to happen. That's part of high school football. Right, and right. college football, you see, the, you see ESPN, NFL players make bad decisions as well. I mean, it, it's going to happen, but, you know, you, you, you do the things you need to do with your kids – in the off season from December to July to make sure that you negate those things as much right. as possible. And then, you know, August through December takes care of itself as long as you're doing your work at, during yeah. that part. Of I'm the sure country. y'all are <clears throat> role models for all of them, and it's probably yeah. some more than others in, yeah. in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure you got the teachers back and you. I'm sure you walked in and said, hey, any problems, come <laughs> yeah. see me. Quick, yeah. Yeah. Please, yeah. please do because I, I want to I want to hit that before it gets anywhere else. I mean, I want I want to make sure we're taking care of it on our end, and then usually it, it's done with at that point. You know, if it has to go any further, usually it's something that's going to continue on with a certain individual that, you know, is just not getting the job done like you want them to. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, mo- teachers have been great at Ocean Springs. I told them as soon as I got the job, anything you need, just call me. I'll make mm-hmm. sure I take care of it. I'm going to be around the school. I'm going to be visible. They're going to know I'm around, and it, it's been great thus far. So, 
Uh, Christopher uh, Pickett said he's ready to see how we're going to match up against Picayune in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, that'll be <sighs> fun. That's uh, been a talked about game for you know a couple of years. Is you know we were we were doing our thing in six A, they were doing their thing in five A, and is who who's the best team on the coast or you know this that and other. Well, you know we're, we'll we'll find we're out in a few weeks there, and Picayune's there. It's going to be a little round robin tournament between us, them, and Gulfport. They're uh, they're playing Gulfport. Next Friday, we play Picayune the following Friday, and then obviously we'll play Gulfport later in the season. Yeah. So you'll you'll get all those questions answered. Uh, they're as physical as you're going to find of a football team. Ground and pound. And they, they've done the same thing since Dodd Lee first got there, and they, they instill that in their kids. Their kids believe in it. They do a very good job of it. Uh, it you know, there's – there, there was a lot of speculation on whether the teams we've had in the past with Bray could have beat them or not. And, you know, it's neither here nor there. We played them in a spring scrimmage, but you can't count that for anything. Yeah. I mean, that's a jamboree spring scrimmages. You uh, you can add up the score if you want to. It's, it's right. just a different feel to it. So, we're going to get a good experience on it week five, and uh, our kids are ready for it. I know their kids are, you know, chomping at the bit to prove themselves as well. So, it's going to be a good test, and they're – Loaded with phenomenal athletes, yeah. so and they came off a heartbreaking loss last. Yeah, that uh, that was crazy, man. That was nuts. Yeah, we were lucky enough. Uh, our game was finished, and we were able to go into my office. I pulled up the live stream, and they were right there at the end of the fourth quarter, about to start overtime. So we got to watch it right after our week two game, and that you know, that was a heartbreaker for them. A questionable call at the end that they felt like they didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, high school officials, you can't. It's not their fault they don't have instant replay. Yeah, right. They're just calling yeah. out how they are. Yeah, you, you you see that happen. I mean, I've saw the, I've seen the screenshot. I've seen the video of it. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can sit there and slow it down all day and say, yeah, he made the wrong call or whatever. But when you, yeah, until change, you see yeah, it in live, yeah, live speed, you can't you can't make that yeah, decision. Yeah. They got Deville this week, so yeah. they're going to be upset. So, lucky y'all didn't get them right after a loss. They're going to be upset. Yeah, if I, if I yeah. don't pick you, they're going to be upset. Yeah, so. I mean, we even said that right after they lost. It's like, yeah, you kind of wish you go into them when they're undefeated. Kind of feel yeah. themselves a little yeah, bit. Yeah, now they're going to be they, bad. They, they got a point to prove. They yeah. got a point to prove. No yeah. doubt. Yep. Uh, is are all the games now, high school games at this level, uh, live streamed? All of them? Most all of them. Most, Most of them are. But it, it's weird because it's all – it depends on what you're – like, some schools go through MHSAA. I mean, yeah. I don't know if y'all are. No, we don't. Y'all have a different contract. Y'all yeah. have uh, – we, we don't do the NFHS. Uh, we do we do our own school-based one that doesn't cost anything. So, it's – Oh, it, the school it, actually does yeah, it? Yeah, our, okay. our school does. Our technology department does it. And it's uh, it, its own school entity. Now, once you get into playoffs, then it has to go through Correct. MHSAA yeah. just yeah, right, because right, of money purposes. So, is that going to be like y'all students doing that? Because y'all oh, probably no. got a – Oh, it's it's uh, it's adults. It's people that work okay. in our technology department that do it. Now there there are schools that have uh, technology classes that you know they they let their kids have a big part in it. Now you're, obviously you're still gonna have an adult control. In right, it, but right, 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 right. You know, a couple of schools I've worked at in the past have had kids that did most of it. I mean, they you know they yeah. they produced it throughout the week and then. Uh, when it came to game time, you, you you see high school kids running all over the place with cameras and yeah, mics and yeah. everything. Yeah, I else. think that's cool. That's legit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. It, it'd be awesome to have, and I, you know, I'm in hopes that our school at some point gets to that where we can have a class for you know, and it doesn't have to. It's not a class that everybody takes, but ten Correct. to twelve it's kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in twelve kids in the school that are really bought into that I, that part of it, I follow. I think I've showed you videos before. Some guys out of Pittsburgh that do it for their local high school football. Uh, 
programs and they yep. do it all they've upgraded now but they started in a six by 12 trailer behind a truck with the equipment that they put into that thing and the level of production that they were doing was amazing and they were siphoning kids off from the community that yep. wanted to go into that yeah. field and ocean springs is a way big enough school well, y'all got so many damn uh uh different things like academically you know yeah. that's what i could be right oh yeah we got aquaculture we yeah, got, yeah yeah uh, but auto mechanics <laughs> you got you got carpentry you got going on there yeah nurses going to hospitals mm -hmm. te uh, teachers academy you got a bunch of stuff and i think there is a place for for that in our school system and we'll get there eventually just you got to find the right person that can run it first off and then you got to find the right kids to go into it because there is a lot of responsibility on those students all right we got this is a good one so uh <clears throat> gulf coast high school football Y'all yeah. know who that is? Yeah. Uh, powered by Matt Stats. It says, he, yeah. says, all right, he says, uh, safe travels to Northwest Rankin uh, tomorrow night. And he said, Greyhounds will win 27-19. He said, that's the stat man's game prediction. So, there we'll it see. is. We'll, we'll see where he's at with it. I, 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 like, I like us being on the winning side of that, first of all. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope yeah. our defense does better than that. You know, I, okay. I, I, I like to keep those single-digit numbers up there for our defense. But uh, I like us being on the winning side of it, so I appreciate that much. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Has that, big, has that been a big change for you this year, being behind the mic, being the face of the program? Uh, a little bit, but uh, just kind of take it in stride, man. It's not – it, it hadn't been anything just too overwhelming. I mean, obviously, your first couple of times speaking in front of a bunch of cameras, you're a yeah. little bit nervous, but you, you you talk yourself up just like I'm going to talk a bunch of players up to go play a football game. I got to talk myself up a little mm -hmm. bit every now yeah. and again. Just make go go in there, get the job done, just be yourself. And that big, biggest part to me, and that's like coaching, doing stuff like this in general, is just, just be yourself because people can tell when you're being fake. So that's, uh, that, that's a part of my philosophy throughout life in general. Yeah. Well, that's good, man, and then I, I'm sure you got you got the whole community behind. You. Yeah, I mean, Ocean Springs yeah, is a great they, community. Yeah, yeah. awesome. They've I mean, awesome. you you got so many signs and sponsors on that wall, <laughs> yeah. you can't even fit another one. Yep. So, mm -hmm. no, they, they've they've been great, and then uh, like you're talking about sponsorships, has been as soon as we call somebody. I mean, obviously we got a new AD, new head coach, so trying to find all those people that uh, Coach Hubbard have been connected with for so long, and then talking to them as a new person has just been overwhelmingly easy to talk to those people and they just they want to support they want to be there they want to have your back at every turn so it, it's been a very easy transition for myself and for uh keith carter as well being the ad talking to these people and making sure that we have their support that's awesome man yeah and y'all y'all student section is something else man. Uh, that student section is crazy i love them they I get nuts them. man I, I absolutely love them uh last friday it was uh, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it just came a torrential downpour. I mean, it had been nice the entire night. Everybody in the stadium floods out. Uh, and in the game, you turn back around, and that entire student section still there bumping. <laughs> and uh, I think their stereo went out on them, so they start singing themselves. Okay. And, yeah, it uh, sounds we, like – We get done We get done after the game, and they're on the track. Every one of them's dancing, which it was great for them to get on the track because nobody else is in the stadium. They can hey, come on out come yeah. on here and party with us a little bit. I, I kind of remember having that kind of energy. You know, now it's like, ah, oh, sprinkle a little bit. I'll probably stay yeah. home. We didn't get the booster club to buy the waterproof radio yeah. so they could yeah. stay, yeah. stay, yeah. stay yeah. rocking. No it's kidding. They, they just got they got to be careful with the radio. They've had taken from in the past. Turn it up too loud. Yeah. I got you. I know where you're uh, going at. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not supposed to play music while the other teams got the – not supposed to. Uh, but well, I, I, I want them and the band playing. When, <laughs> when we got the ball, it better be radio yeah, silent. Right, 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 right. You can hear a pin yeah. drop, yeah. huh? Right, don't, even, don't even breathe while we're out yeah. there. Yeah. And that, that's been another great thing about Ocean Springs. Even our band directors bought into the, the game plan philosophy of football of 
We we know when you have the ball, it is nothing. Shut and when up, the other team's yeah. got the ball, it is Make all much Orange noise Blair. Is, and we're, yeah. we're rolling. We're, we're rocking in the stands. It's good to go. <laughs> Let them air drum while they yeah. got the ball. Just yeah. air drum and no, just nothing. <laughs> all day long. Just practicing, man. Yeah. Practicing. How, was the, how was it from going uh, at the high school way up on 57 to bringing everybody down to the stadium on 90? Are y'all busting them? How does that work? Uh, so, it, it's a transition that – you, you know, you look at if you're at a different school that it would be very difficult to get kids from one place to another. I get, I don't know if it's the kids that are just great in our community or whatever it is. We've had no issue getting our kids. They they drive their own cars over, you know, it's four and a half, five miles from the high school to the yeah. stadium. And they get out at right at uh, 2.15 and most of them are there by 2.30, 2.32. And then we run a shuttle bus for all the students that don't have a driver's license or a car yet. And they get on the shuttle bus, and it comes over. I have a coach that goes over there at 2.15, picks them up, brings them over, drops them right at the field house. And we're, everybody's there by 2.40. We start our first meeting at 2.40, or I have a, my, my meeting at 2.40 with the entire team. Mm-hmm. Then we split uh, position meetings at 2.45 and roll from there. So it's been – we haven't had any issues yet mm-hmm. um, with kids coming over and, you know, you have your one issue every now and again of a kid's like, oh, coach, I'm about to run out of gas. I got to stop. Well, let's get gas before we get to school. So no we joke. Make, yeah. We make sure that you're doing that and getting over getting yeah. over here when you're supposed let's to. Learn, run to the gas station yeah. with that can and yeah. run back. So, uh, let's <laughs> learn how to plan ahead. Yeah. I mean. a, a lot of trust goes into those kids doing that because not, not every school district can rely on a bunch of 16-, 17-year-olds to get themselves from no, one place yeah. to another on time and where they're supposed to be without doing anything in between. And our kids do a phenomenal job of it, which, you know, is a, a lot to them and a lot to their parents that you can trust them that way. That's awesome, man. I like it. I think we hit everything. Yeah. Man, we got yeah. some big news on the on, on the on the home front, right? Oh, uh, talking about the baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a baby coming, yeah, huh? Fi- uh finally gonna have a little boy to join us. So uh I'm surrounded by girls right now. I got three <laughs> girls in the house and uh you know we we I had a little foot glass football. They put all the powder in, and whenever I busted that thing, it's all blue. Is it, it was definitely made my weekend better after a loss at Madison on a Friday night. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had your video where you popped the balloon the and second it was time. Pink. Look, you should have seen. We we zoomed in and cropped his face at one point. It was like. Uh. It was sad. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do, and She's man? the sweetest no. little thing now. Yeah, but, uh, what can you yeah. do? No, what I, can you do? I, I love our girls, and our, our oldest was uh, – she was devastated when she saw Blue. Obviously, <laughs> she she wanted another little girl. Yeah, but, she's like, no, we ain't uh, having this. Then I got – our youngest is a, a daddy's girl, so I, I got one that's already clung to my leg. I'm ho- I'm hoping the boy will, too. I hope he doesn't join the dark side over there. So, uh, <laughs> Well, they'd be your biggest fan. The girls <laughs> yeah. are your biggest fan. Yeah. You know, your boys, like, you ain't no ain't – no Telling with him. Oh, man. I he thought, can go I thought that with the first one was, oh, I'm gonna have a girl. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't, uh, know, yeah, I don't yeah. know how to respond to it. That has been the easiest thing in the world having a baby girl. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping a boy's even even easier. But you know, I'm sure I'm gonna have my headaches. We're gonna butt heads at some point. They all so. got their they all got their own personality. But I tell you what's funny is when my, mine's 14, my oldest, and yeah. he hit puberty, and I mean, just he's almost <laughs> as tall as me now, and he's 14 years old. And it's like they walk in the house. It's like it's another man in the house. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing here, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you, you pay for something, here. man? Yeah. Why don't you yeah. pay for something? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that point will come. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the first the the first about 10 years there. Yeah. And then after, oh yeah. Then yeah. after that, it's yeah. gonna be a battle royale. <laughs> 
wow. my youngest is seven, and he's he's still it feels like a child, you yeah. know. Yeah. But my fourteen year old's like, you a grown, you a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take your trash yeah. out, pay a bill, yeah. pay a yeah. bill, yeah. pay the light bill, yeah. something. I love you, but you need to pay it. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna hate his sisters because his sisters gonna be laying around the couch like, all right, mow the yard now. Correct. Right. Right. What about them? Well, they ain't gonna no, do it. They're, yeah. they're fine. They're yeah. fine. Yeah, they're, good. they're gonna help clean at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good, man. I mean, we wish you luck on yeah. everything that's going on. In the, I mean, you got what? Well, you got two more games until uh, district. We got three. We got we got this week. We got homecoming versus Natchez, and then we got go to Picayune, and then we get a bye week, and we start region play. Okay. Yeah, actually, it started off with the Iberville, so uh, that that'll get a, get us rolling, give us a good test going in, then give us a week off, and we'll we'll get into region play and get going, man. We're excited about it. That's why we wanted to get you on before the before uh, regional started, before yep. the district started. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, man, I appreciate y'all having me. It, oh, dude, that was great. a blast. Yeah. yeah, that was a blast. So, yeah, if we want to figure out, Ocean Springs football have a football. I mean, a Facebook page. How do we figure? Yeah, it out? it's uh, it's OS football. Um, is let's see, yeah, OS football is the Facebook page, and then I think Ocean Springs FB is the Instagram and Twitter. Okay. okay. So it, it's two two different ways of finding it, but it, uh, we got O S H S football. Yes, there we go. O S H S football. Yeah. And then y'all have the wife uh, keeping you straight. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Y'all have the uh, the radio. Bro- Are y'all still on radio? Yes, we're on, we're on the radio. It's one zero three one, and then um, we have our live stream. That's uh, osgreyhounds dot live, and you can. Uh, the same the same broadcast that goes on the radio is on the live stream as well. Right. And then you can watch all of our all of our games home or away from there. And then when you get to playoffs, then you have to pay a fee to watch it. Just, okay, see so all yeah. the, the home games are free. Yeah, home and away. Home and away. Regular, regular, regular season. season are free. Yeah, you just gotta and, get on the website yeah. and And then play all the playoffs they make they make you charge for playoff watching yeah. the playoffs. But um, they gotta I, get their money. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just <laughs> think, oh yeah, they're I gonna just, get theirs. I yeah. think it's cool that that's live stream nowadays. I mean, yeah. Oh absolutely. You know, that's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And our our live stream guys do a great <laughs> job. Uh Shep is he, he does he does our play by play and then uh, he was on he was on WLOX for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, and then Jacob Dykes does um he he's our color guy and they they do a great job. I mean it's about like watching a college football game. Mm-hmm. We you know, they can switch camera angles here and there. Sometimes people get upset because they switch at the wrong time. But I mean, you know, just yeah. give those guys it's a little live, bit of a break. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing this at a high school football game with minimal technology. So they're and, and minimal people too. Like yeah. going back to what I was saying, I follow those guys out of Pittsburgh. So then I started watching what ESPN and, and like ABC Sports go through. And well, you're talking like no, yeah. you're talking like ten guys just doing replay. Yeah. Then they communicate it to the director, like, hey, I got it, we're ready. But it, it's it's amazing. Eighteen wheeler trucks, two two or three of them yep. slam full of gear. I mean, it's yep. it's a production. And sometimes at away games, our guys are doing that out of the top of the wayside. Right. And with, with no press <laughs> Which box or anything. about as big as yeah. this uh, cubbyhole. Yeah, we, yeah. We'll, we'll mark them off a little bit of caution tape in a four-by-four four spot right there, <laughs> yeah. and they're filming out of the top of the leecher. So they're they're doing as much as they can, as best as they can, and uh, we appreciate every bit of it. They, they're doing it for next to nothing. So uh, yeah. makes our program look good. Uh People around the country can watch. Like I know my aunt and uncle in Arizona watch every single game, and they're yeah. on thirty minutes beforehand. Well, and and it, it helps the, the people yeah. in the community that don't come out for yeah. whatever reason, right? Then they can yeah. still buy into the team. You know, yeah. do, do those games stay up even after it's over? Yeah, with? so okay. it, usually on Monday or Tuesday. So our our website obviously it has a live section, then it has an on demand section. Use about Monday or Tuesday following a game, they load up the game, and they, you know they'll clip out some dead parts in it, and then okay. put the game up, and then you can go back and watch the game at any point. I think for the last three seasons, you can watch every game we've had. Okay. Wow, that's All awesome! Right. Yeah, yeah, that is legit. That's that awesome. is legit. Yeah. 
Looking forward to it, man, and we look forward to y'all seeing it Friday night, and we wish y'all the best. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, man, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all having me. Oh, this me was a good one. It was fun, great. man. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming in. We want to thank everybody that watched on the live and all the comments, too. Everybody was chiming in. We appreciate that. So, y'all keep tuning in, and we'll keep doing them. That's right. Y'all take it easy. Thank you. Later. Thanks so much for checking out the show. We really appreciate the support. If you haven't downloaded the Brownwater Banter app yet, go do it. It's free in the App Store and on Google Play. We have everything covered for an, a day out on the water. We've got the tides, the radar, Tails and Scales app. We've got a radio station right inside of it, and it's all free. All of our content is in there. You can listen to the show directly inside of the app. Make sure you keep your notifications turned on so you can stay in touch with us as we go live with guests in the future and plan events. We want to thank our app sponsor, Taylor & Cox Law Firm. If you need any legal representation, man, like we said before, give them a call at 228-696-0111. If y'all keep tuning in, we'll keep doing them. We'll see you on the next one. Brown Water Banter.